It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Shadow. Each week I ask my best friend Thomas Powell if you did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing today? Jake, we're here. It's another Marquesas Monday. Another week recording on the day that we normally record. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Um, it is Survivor Sunday, actually, Thomas. Did you what, say it's Marquesas Monday? Well, uh, we're recording, so... It's got to be Monday. No. Oh, Thomas, no. You must be new to the podcast. We actually record mostly on Sundays. Occasionally on our cases Monday. Even less often a Token Teens Tuesday. But sometimes a Winners at War Wednesday. <laughs> if only there was a day that started with H. Why would that... Why would you want that? Because then we could do uh, Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers... Thursday. I guess you could, you know what you could for Wednesday we could call it a heroes a healers and hustlers hump day. That'd be fun too. Or what about a feelers heroes and feelers Thursday? Fuck! What is that season called? Healers, hustlers, heroes. heroes Why did they do this to us? Yeah, it's a bad title. Healers, heroes, hustlers, and heartbreakers. Is there a season that starts with an F? There has to be, right? Yeah, Fiji. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, every season now. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, let's 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 do a quick Google of all Survivor seasons. Also, if there's a season that oh, starts yeah. with oh TH, that would be Thursday. What about Survivor 41 or Survivor 42? Okay, yeah, I guess. But I, I maybe something a little punchier than that. Look, I didn't come up with the names for those seasons. You're going to have to talk to our friend Jeff Probst about that. Uh, okay, what about season three, Thomas? Uh, if we record on Fridays, we could do Survivor for Cuff Fridays. <laughs> yep, I think that's perfect. <laughs> we should Fiji, definitely we do that. Um, yeah, it's good, and it really rolls off the tongue, and it's easy to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, Survivor then, Fall Stars Friday. Fall Stars Friday. That's when uh, all the All-Stars come back, but every single one gets medically evacuated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an All-Star team of people who had to get medevaced. Uh, we are talking a lot about Survivor because this is the Survivor podcast, the only one that exists, the only one that's worth listening to. So, Thomas, I have to ask you in this off-season, did you watch Survivor Guatemala last night? Guatemala! Guatemala! I took a trip out to Guatemala! Jake, I did. That's great news. Uh, great news, Guatemala. That's a thing we could say on Sundays when we record. I don't... We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll, yeah. Great, we'll Guatemala. Be, we'll refine that idea. Ooh, when you're, like, really shocked about something, like a Batman, you could say, Great, Guatemala. <laughs> What's Burt Ward up to? Is he still alive? I don't know. Look it up. This episode was called The Brave May Not Live Long, But the Cautious Don't Live at All. What did you think of that title, huh? Too long. Okay, that is that is a fair note. I think it's a good line, though. Yeah, it's a good line, but I don't know if it's a good title. Fair. Uh, it first aired on September 29th, 2005. Of course, we were freshmen in high school at this time. Both of us, we attended Rockford High School in Rockford, Michigan. Uh, Thomas, our high school football team played East Kentwood this week. How well do you think we did against East Kentwood? High I'm going to say that they lost like 41 to nothing. We won 45 to 24. And they're hey, now 5-0 right. oh for the season. I underestimated the Rockford Rams. Mm-mm, don't do it, buddy. We're the best of the best. Uh, how many viewers do you think this received? This episode of Survivor Guatemala. What did the last episode receive? Last Remind episode me. received 16.98 million. That's only 200,000 below 17 million, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to say 17 million. I'm going to say they slightly recovered. I knew they lost some the second week. You said what number again? 17 million. 17 point how many? Just set, Just even. 17 million. It was actually 17.29 million. Should have taken my hint and said that they realized that there was a decimal point in there. I'm my own man. I'm a free thinker. Okay, I'm not gonna. Enough. I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. Speaking of days that start with F, Thomas, what um what shape do you think the Earth is? Oh um, 
oval shaped. Okay, yeah, that's it's shaped like an egg. That's what I believe. That's yeah. I'm I'm not going to deny you that Um, because there's there's a very big chicken in it, and that's why Yellowstone is going crazy right now because that baby's about to hatch. Uh, over on the Yashaw tribe, they are working hard. Excuse me, when I say they, I mean Lydia. Lydia's working hard and wants Brianna out. I like Lydia more and more every episode. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like her just fine. I, I don't know that I've settled on a, a consistent opinion on her yet. Wow. Thomas refusing to settle. I like to keep my options open. Fair enough. Uh, Brian is very happy that he was able to get Morgan out, make her disappear. <laughs> the mi- Jake, how do you feel about Brian? Um, um, he, when he is on screen, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy, you know? And I never think about him outside of when he's on screen, you know? Was he the one that called out Gary Hawkins for being an NFL quarterback when he's very clearly a landscaper and has a landscaper's body he might have been but i think he also was the one that was saying like some really out-of-pocket shit this episode oh was he i don't remember what he said he was saying well he was the one that was saying some stuff about brianna right oh no no that wasn't that wasn't brian was that That bobby john no i think that was jamie it was jamie okay i if, if i'm thinking of the right thing i think i made a note of it later in the episode but i are you say, thinking of when he called her, like, he likes pretty and crazy women? Yeah, and, not and my type of girl. I like him crazy and pretty, and she's neither. Yeah, ugh, so real, so relatable. I love Also, the, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Brando's, like, a very conventionally attractive woman. <laughs> right. Uh, over on Nakum, there's a monkey that's making a lot of noise, and Cindy, the little zoologist, little meaning she's on the TV, so she's smaller than us human beings, um, also speaking of, um, blue, which we were before we started recording, I think, um, did you know that dog is humongous? It's like the tall, it's like the size of a human adult man. It's always weird, right? Because like you expect actors to be shorter in real yeah. life because usually they are, but like sometimes they're really tall. But so Steve must be like 13 feet tall and that, that chair must be like 17 feet high. My math is off, but you know what I mean. It's like how when you see pictures of the Hollywood handbook guys, you assume that Sean is, like, shorter, but actually Sean is, like, 6'2", and Hayes is, like, 7 feet tall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am often thinking about the heights of uh, my favorite podcast hosts. Look, I'm not on the the apps anymore, the dating apps, and I'm like, I need my height content somewhere. Yeah, so I'm, it does I'm, matter. I am developing this new app, Thomas, and it is like Tinder or Hinge or any of the other fun dating apps where you swipe left and right, but it's for podcasts only. But they don't tell you, they're not going to tell you what the podcast is about. It's going to be a picture and the heights of the hosts. Yep, and it also, when it lists it, it, sa- it says their height and it says if it matters afterwards. If it matters. That is actually the name of the, um, of the app, if it matters. Um, yeah, it, it's like if it matters and it's like an eye, ro- uh, uh, like an eye rolling emoji is the app uh, icon. How tall are you, Thomas? We should probably put it on the record. I am six feet tall. Mm. I'm a 6'2", but if I've been doing yoga, I'm more like 6'3". And I did yeah, some I think yoga with this better morning, posture, I'm a little good. closer to 6'1", but I'm not going to. Yeah. Once you if get into half inch, you should run down. Don't don't round up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. I agree. I'm actually like five nine, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, I'm actually four foot eleven. <laughs> I'm a short king with a tall man's energy. That's right. I just yeah, I say that I'm six foot because that's how I feel. Yeah, exactly. You've got the energy of a six foot man. Uh Judd says that the monkey howling is the most annoyingest noise ever. I love this from Judd. Judd is quickly my first note of this episode is just that quote. (laughs) Judd. (laughs) Judd is like Survivor's Eddie Kingston. (laughs) Yes. I'm all on board for Judd. He really is. He basically is just like, what if Eddie Kingston played Survivor? What if Eddie Kingston was a hotel doorman? John Morrison did it. Let's see it, Eddie. Uh, I am on board. Oh, it's been several years since we've done a hashtag, Thomas, but Forbidden Door is tonight, and Eddie Kingston is probably on the card if they're smart. Let's get Eddie Kingston on Survivor trending during Forbidden Door last night. That'll be easy, right? 
Yeah, I think we can probably do that. Uh, is Johnny uh, John Morrison is like Johnny Dynamite now, right, or whatever? Uh, I think he is called Johnny Elite now. Johnny Elite, that's what it was. Um, yeah, John Morrison, pretty cool guy. David versus Goliath. Um, he um, was on Survivor. And then he went back to WWE, and then he fought a bunch of zombies. Speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, and then he went to EEW, EEW, Entertaining, Entertaining Wrestling. That's the promotion I'm going to start. Oh, Thomas, speaking of um, wrestling, do you want to come down to Chicago and then drive another hour south uh, and go see Kylie Ray versus Athena in a football stadium? Probably not. <laughs> Fine. At this reward challenge, they have to build an archaeologist archaeologist tent by collecting supplies while blindfolded. Pretty good challenge, I think. Very fun. The winners get yeah, pillows, I, lantern, I blanket, this would, and rope. Yeah, I said I think this is one of the least chaotic challenges, like blindfold with a collar challenges I've seen. Like, nobody was running into anything. Everything was pretty orderly. Uh, it was good. I was very impressed with what a good caller Gary Hawkins was, uh, but I guess it makes sense because he's like managing a whole landscaping team every day. So yeah, you're getting everybody. Yeah, when you're a landscaper, you're calling plays. Mm -hmm. You know, you're calling audibles Mm -hmm. uh, on all of the the like trimming and and mowing that you're doing. Yep, you're directing several people all at once. You and huddle you up a common before goal. you start doing your yard work and, you know, make sure that everybody is on the same page. You go to the owners after the job is done and you say, I consider that a win. Fire up chips. Oh, take that W. <laughs> Fire up chips. I mean, the wood chips that we put down. <laughs> you can also use them to burn fire if you want. We built you a fire pit. I'm Gary Hawkins, local landscaper. Uh, speaking of winning, uh, Nakum wins. What a surprise. They uh, seem to be winning every challenge. What if this season ends up being the same as Palau, where Stephanie LaGrosa's team just loses every single immunity challenge? Stephanie's a little afraid of that happening. I I think (laughs) she sees that uh, things are starting to align that way. Yeah, I would feel very bad for her. Uh, Bobby John says it feels good to win since he's not used to it. I like that. I, I kind of rooted for Bobby John after he said that. Yeah, at least Bobby John's not in the same spot. Yeah, they want to make their shelter better with the tarp they won, but they have to wait for the heat to pass. So they go out to swim in the lake, but are worried about crocodiles. Thomas, if you were, if it was 114 degrees and you had a freshwater lake in your backyard, would you go in it? But there are crocodiles in it. Jake, I have already written down an answer for this. And what I said is I would not jump in the croc lake in a million years. Hmm. Well, actually, next season, it's going to be a million and one years on the island. So you, 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 you've you got it in you. Um, I absolutely would. I would make sure there were no crocodiles around and I would make sure not to thrash around. In How the would water. you know, though? Like they make a point of saying like they're out deeper. There's no way to know. Yeah, but a crocodile is not going to come after you unless it's like you're being an asshole to it. Yeah, Will. They're aggressive. No, you're wrong. They're predators. You're predators. Straight white man. Uh, they uh, they go out in the lake and are worried about the crocodiles. Um, and then Brandon says, the brave don't live long, but the cautious don't live at all. So did that, that make you incorrect. feel like shit for not wanting to go swimming with crocodiles? No. Also, that is not correct. That is not a correct sentiment. What would you say, then? I would say that the cautious know when to pick their spots as opposed to just taking unnecessary risks all the time okay well fucking i'm hot okay and the crocodiles have all the water we can share the the more accurate one to do would be and this is also funny because it would not be worth uh dying to just cool off or whatever but it's the like uh the uh brave man uh only dies once a coward dies a thousand deaths or whatever like but in this case i think this is just basic risk assessment yeah, okay, so I don't want to be eaten by the croc, but I also don't want to die in the sweltering heat. So what should I do? Go out into the ocean where there are no crocodiles? Are they on the ocean this season? It doesn't seem... I'm trying to remember. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I guess they, they technically are. Um, but Or it's Guatemala, so maybe not. Yeah, Guatemala is a little inland. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to, like, remember their camp. And maybe just because I'm used to people's, like, camp life being on the ocean because we've been in Fiji for so long. Um, but it seems like they go out to a lake rather than the ocean when they went out swimming, right? I guess yes, crocodiles are in... There's not crocodiles in the... There are saltwater ocean. crocodiles. Oh, no, there's saltwater crocodiles. Everybody look out. Especially y'all in Florida. Because uh, they're coming for you, you know? It's going to be crocland in no time. 51st state. Uh, anyway, so the Yasha tribe, they eat corn mush, and then they get bored of the corn mush, so they go around and eat some termites. What do you think? Would you eat termites? I would, uh, I would absolutely eat the termites. No, risk assessment. Pe- people do. I mean, like, yeah, it's pro- like, as uh, Gary said, I believe it's protein. And yeah. uh, also, like, people do eat termites. Like, that's the thing people eat. Yeah. Uh, then back at Nakum, they put the tarp up, but it looks like a circus tent, and Margaret laughs at it. Uh, Bobby John is upset because he says he's 28 years old and she can't just tell grown men what to do. I just, yeah, she can. I just feel like maybe she knew what she was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you are all grown adults, which means that you can, you know, you don't want to necessarily boss each other around, but like somebody can suggest that you do something. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, John and Judd agree that they're just there to have fun. Fucking love it. What, I love these two boys. Uh, no one tells him, no one tells Judd what to do except his wife and his mom. This <laughs> is like, like the bagel box. <laughs> remember the bagel boss? I do remember the bagel boss. Short King Goals. Uh, that feels like that happened 8 million years ago. Yeah, when was that? Bagel boss. It was bagel probably like 2018. Boss. That was like a million years ago. Bagel boss, bagel boss. Man, has an epic meltdown in NYC bagel shop. 2019. It was even even more recent. (laughs) The tragic downfall of the bagel boss guy. How is that possible? He started so poorly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that there was a point where people expected anything from him. Yeah. He's also the exact kind of guy that would parlay the most embarrassing moment in his life into, uh, like, brief fame. Yeah. Hey, everybody's going to get there 15 minutes. Got to cash in on that. Yeah. Uh, then Tremail tells them to paint themselves like Maya warriors. Um, it's, I mean, they love to do this, and it always makes me uneasy. <laughs> like, ado- <laughs> paint yourselves and adopt this culture one for one episode of this show. It's good. Uh, Then Brian hypes his tribe up before the challenge. I liked this. This was nice. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun to see them do the, like, uh, you know, especially because you've got Gary there and he has experience doing the, like, pre-landscaping huddles. Yeah. It's fun fun to see them. I wish somebody was in the middle dancing like Rasheed Wallace. That would have been cool. Oh, that would have been great. But, you know, that's something, like, an athlete would do, and Gary Hawkins is very clearly not an athlete. Yeah, he, he doesn't know anything about that. He just has a good body because of the landscaping he does all day, every day. You know, it keeps you in good shape. What was your favorite um, painting on a person's body? I gotta be honest, I didn't pay super close attention, so oh, uh, I'll say none of them. <laughs> That is the correct answer. Uh, somebody wrote Texas on their chest and made like the X really big. So it like crossed their, uh, what's your chest muscles called? Which ones are we talking about? You know, um, where your boobs would be if you were a lady. Your pectoral muscles? Yeah, your pectoral muscles, which I have uh, really good big ones too. Uh, and then he also drew a six pack on his abs. I don't remember who it was. I didn't. I think it is funny to draw a six pack on your abs for that. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Uh, Danny wrote chief on her stomach and an 88 on her back. Bobby John wrote his last name on his chest. That's pretty good. You know? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, then the challenge, it's vintage basketball. There's, I mean, it's just a perfect challenge. Jeff got to do I, his play by play. We got, I really want to sh- play that. Like, how do they not do this one every season? Right? It looked so much fun. I was as engaged with it as I would be in a real basketball game. <laughs> it just looked sick. I like the element of... I think for um, non-actual basketball players, making it so that you can't move with the ball 
makes things a lot more interesting because it's not there. It's a little more strategic than it is just pure athleticism. Um, yeah. That being yeah. said, Lydia did try to run with the ball at one point, which is uh, not allowed. Yep. That was uh Jeff. Jeff was not happy about that. No play by the rules guys. I, I feel like Jeff just let him play, you know, were they allowed to dunk it through the hoop? Because they, I know they basically got close to it, but nobody, I think, ever grabbed the hoop. I would have absolutely tried. Well, they were allowed to jump, apparently, because uh, I saw a couple of people do that. So I don't see why they couldn't dunk. I don't think the hoop was up 10 feet either, so it wouldn't have been that hard to no. do. So they're just, like, not real athletes. Yeah, apparently not. That's the big issue. Uh, Amy hurts her foot. I noticed... Nakum had some very solid ball movement on their third point. Uh, very good stuff. I love, Thomas, I'll tell you what, I love seeing a team pass the ball around. There's nothing more they satisfying. They look like the San Antonio Spurs out there. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's Pop? Uh, it's 114 degrees. I think we mentioned that already, but that's so fucking hot, you know? That's so, Yeah, that was the thing is I was like, that looks like fun. And then I saw it was 114 degrees. I was like, I would not want to be out there. Yeah, no thanks. If it's more than 85 degrees, I'm not going outside. What's your uh, minimum and maximum temperature to go outside, Thomas? Minimum, I would say... I would say if it's below 20 degrees, I don't really go outside unless I have to. And I will say if it is above 90 degrees, I don't go outside unless I have to. That's pretty Depending good on how humid it is, if it's like not, if it's like low nineties and not super humid, that's fine. But if it's really humid, then probably an even lower temperature for that. Low nineties—that's when we were born. Yeah, if it's ninety-one degrees, I have to go out because of the year I was born. Yeah, it's just good to pay honor to your year. Ninety only ninety-one babies remember ninety-one, nineteen. That's right. Only 91 babies know the number 91. No yeah. one else has ever heard of it. When everybody else counts, they're like 89, 90, 92, 93. Isn't it weird that there's no 91, but we know us it's 91 a babies. For 1991 babies. Yeah. Look, not everybody can go to our 1991 conference every year, but we can. 91 is definitely the best year, right? Because we're not like old, but we still got to like see... America before 9-11, you know? It's true. Uh, and that was good. That was some good times. It's a different world now. Um, but somebody born in, you know, 2005 wouldn't know any better. 2005. Should, I think if we we should have a, a conference of all 91 birthdays, and then you could have somebody playing 1999, but you just changed the lyrics to 1991. That'd be really good. That'd be really fun. Did you think we should do a simulated season of that? Oh, of oh, just players that were born in 1991? Yeah, is that what you were saying? Oh, I was just saying that there should be a conference for people that were born in 1991 that you go to, and then there's oh, there a band is. there. There is. So have you not been going? It happens every year on the first of the is year. Is there a band there that plays Prince is 1999, but it's 1991? Okay, well, I'm not supposed to reveal this, but Prince never actually died. He just... Oh. <laughs> He got a... He's been uh, kidnapped by the 1991 conference people. Okay, you say kidnapped, I say a pretty lucrative contract uh, to... They're just keeping him safe. To rewrite 1999 into 1991. Uh, And he says, party like it's 1991, and then we all cry like babies. I can't believe you don't attend this conference every year, Thomas. Um, uh, my my invitation must have been lost in the mail. It's all right. We'll, we'll keep sending it. I am uh, the president of this club, actually, and also the only member. Okay, and no, I didn't. I didn't kidnap Prince. I promised him. He, he was, just lives in my basement. <laughs> he does a show for me once a year, every year on the first day of the year. Uh, what was I looking up? Oh yeah, Survivor contestants born in nineteen ninety one. Uh, the British Bulldog, Ric Flair. Nope. The Warlord, Roddy Piper, Ted DiBiase. These the people Mountie. were not born in 1991. No. Oh, this is Survivor Series 1991. That, that is, makes sense. That is not what I'm looking at. Survivor Fandom 1991 births. Thank you. Okay, so who? here's who we got. Oh, yes, this is a good list. Up first, Brandon Hance. That's Russell's... Uh, That's Russell's nephew. His nephew, yeah. Uh... 
We've also got Lindsay from the most recent season. Was she the most okay. recent season or the season before that? She was the most recent. Yeah, because she most was... Most recent. I like Lindsay. Yeah, I like Lindsay. Um, somebody who received the DYWSLN bump, Mr. Adam Klein. Yep, Adam's there. Uh, our friend from back home, Tails. Ooh, all right. Yeah, this is really shaping up to be a, a, a good group. Donathan. Remember him? I think he was on Ghost Island. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Jonathor. Okay. No, Jonathor's a little younger, I think. Um, Stephanie Gonzalez, you liked her, right? Mm-hmm. Vince from Island of the Islands. I don't remember him at all. Um, you would if you saw his picture. Uh, he, what was his big thing in the season? Uh, what did he do? Oh, he, um, oh, he was voted out day eight. So, um, so he, he apparently didn't make a big impact. Um, One Island of the Islands again. I believe that would have been Tommy. God, Uh, I really have basically no recollection of this season aside from the big statues of Sandra and Boston Rob. I think that is the way CBS would prefer it. Yep. Uh, somebody named Sargento Rap. That's not a real person. He's a contestant from Survivor Mexico 2021. So, actually, he is a real person. Um, I didn't know there was a Survivor Mexico, but he's somebody who was on it. Uh, so, pretty good pretty good makeup of uh, pot- potential people we could do on the show. Uh, 1991, part of Like It's 1991 will be the name of that simulated season, should we end up doing it. Um... What did you think of when Stephanie was explaining to Lydia and Brianna what a pick and roll was? I thought it was funny because that is exactly what I would have tried to do, and it would have gone just as well. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a really great plan, and I was so ready for Stephanie to succeed in this. We're like, look at the team came together in the, at, the, at the final moment The idea to win of it. a screen is, is not that complicated, but, you know, I, yeah. you know it's a new new concept. I think they were all pretty tired, so... Yeah, um, so Danny ends up winning it for Nakum. Again, no no surprise there. Um, it's Nakum is apparently going to win every challenge. What do you think of uh, What do you think of Danny so far? Anything? Not really. Yeah, I feel like she hasn't made a huge impact, but she won this challenge for them, so that's pretty. Oh good. yeah, yeah. She seems reasonably athletic. She's the sports lady. She is the sports lady. She's always like, sports ball on the radio. I know who Gary Hogaboom is. That's what she's always saying when she goes into work. And Gary Hawkins is like, well, you're the only one here that does, because yeah. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Oh, did he play football? Oh, yeah, I think somebody said I look like him. But, of course, I don't watch TV because I'm too busy landscaping. Over on Yasha, Stephanie rants against Brianna and Lydia in a talking head. Uh, Amy finds that she has sprained her ankle. Jam- Jamie says that Brianna's done. Yes, and this is where he says he likes his women pretty and crazy, and Brianna is neither. Wh- wh- why? You know, why do you have to say that? Yeah, like, come on. You didn't need to go there. Um, so Jamie, cool guy. Is Jamie the one who said uh, what's-his-name should just man up after that branch attacked him? Yeah, this guy just seems like a real asshole. Oh, God. I don't know. I feel like he's maybe something of an alpha male. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's high T. He's a high-quality male. High value. Speaking of high-quality males, it's time for Wildlife Shots. We got an egret. We got some lemurs with its babies. We got parrots. We got, like, a grasshopper or something. It looked really big and dark, but... um, that was the closest thing I could recognize it to. Uh, the crocodile, of course, that Thomas is afraid of. Butterflies, ants, termites, frog. There were so many wildlife shots this week. Like, so many that I'm like, maybe we should save some of these for next week. Uh, various birds, including a vulture and a toucan, a caterpillar, and then a lizard who ate the caterpillar, and the mounted howler monkey that uh, Judd said was the most annoying sound ever. Uh, what do you know about these howler monkeys, Thomas? I know that they uh, can make very loud noises. Yes. 
Uh, these are black monkeys that can be found in Central America and the northwestern coast of South America. They're about a foot and a half to two feet in length, not including their tail. How long do you think their tail is? Uh, two feet. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. Did you look this up before? Because I, I spoiled it on the Twitter. No, I'm just very perceptive. Sure. Uh, do you think that these monkeys have a larger or smaller brain than similarly sized monkeys? Uh, I think that they got a tiny little brain because they're yep. yelling all the time. Yeah, yeah, that is 100% correct. Uh, they generally live in groups of 10 to 20. Males outrank females and young monkeys outrank the elderly. Uh, how oh, you know who would love that? Jamie. Jamie, big big boy on jungle. Uh, males outrank females, young monkeys outrank the elderly. And how far do you think the uh, a group, again, groups are about 10 to 20 monkeys usually. How far do you think a group will travel in a single day? One mile. I don't know how many feet is in a mile, but nearly 2,500 feet. That's probably not a mile. I think a mile is somewhere around 5,000 feet. Yeah, okay, so it would be, I'm thinking in yards right now. Um, that'd be like a little over 800 yards. Mm, mm-hmm. Which is really not that far. Um, 5,280 feet is okay. a mile. So they go about half a mile. Um, yeah, about a half a mile. That's fine. Uh, they have overlapping territories with other groups of monkeys but if they end up in the same location as another group at the same time uh, in an area that they share the two groups will aggressively try to evict the other you know pretty cool shit what do you think makes up most of this monkey's diet and if you say monkey other monkeys i'm gonna monkey you in the mouth fruit i'd say like fruit or bugs um closer with fruit i'll say that Take another guess. Coconuts. No, it's leaves. Oh, oh they're, they're eating leaves out there. They eat leaves. Uh, because leaves are a low-energy food, the howler monkey spends most of its day resting. I mean, these they're, guys... They're recharging because they've been banned for eating low-energy foods. <laughs> uh, they will wrap their tail around the branch they are resting on. <laughs> and the reason they howl like that is so that they can find each other without exerting too much energy. I love that. <laughs> Aren't they great? You love a lazy monkey. That's me. Yeah. Uh, they usually don't have issues with humans, but if they are disturbed by humans, they can accurately hit them from a high tree branch with piss or shit. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like that. I was on board for them throwing stuff, but not their own piss or shit. Uh, there is. If, um, excuse me, there is an alpha male in each group who will capitalize on breeding opportunities. Uh, what do you think happens when a male from an outside, from outside the social group eventually becomes the alpha male in their new group? Probably kills all of the other men. You're close. Um, it will kill any infant that it didn't father. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. Uh, The gestation period is about six months. A newborn's fur is silver and turns golden after a few days and then begins to darken over the next few months. Uh, What do you think happens to the males when they reach sexual maturity? They probably fuck. Well, yes, but what happens before they fuck? Do they jack off a lot? I mean, okay, sure. I mean, like, they're like humans in that way, but no. Um, their scrotum turns white. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just seems like an important Sign- information. Signaling that uh, there's some stuff in there, okay? There's, yeah, there's some stuff in there. What do you think that means? Uh, you know, the white is, you know what else? You see my... Just my, pointing at it, just pointing at it, like, huh? uh-huh? My balls are white. You know what else is white? How about that? You know what that means? Uh, what do you think uh, these monkeys, where do you think they rank on the IUCN red list? I'm going to say that they are 
from deforestation, I would think that they're maybe a little endangered. So whatever the level above least concern is. They are considered vulnerable. Okay. So. Is that the level above? Yeah, I believe it's the next closest to extinction after least concern. Okay. Um, I should look that up, though. I should just have that off the top of my head. Memorize it, you know? Oh my god, I don't want the actual list. That's You've so many explained, animals. Honestly, like, this is as much on me as it is on you, because you have told me this, like, a lot of times, and I never... I only ever remember, like, oh, no. endangered, critically endangered, extinct, and, like, least concern. Here we go. I found it. It is extinct beyond reasonable doubt that this species is no longer extant. Extinct in the wild, it means they survive only in captivity, critically endangered, endangered, vulnerable, uh, which means it meets one of the five red list criteria and thus considered to be at high risk of unnatural human-caused extinction without further human intervention. Near threatened, then least concern, then there's also data deficient and not evaluated, but I don't yeah, think... Yeah, whatever. We don't need... Yeah. That, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I would love to do a wildlife shot and be like, well, how do you think these guys are doing? And you'd be like, I don't think there's enough data no on No data them. exists. Yeah. <laughs> if that ever happens, I'm just like, all right, I guess I won't do this one. <laughs> there's no information about this bug that Survivor caught. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that's the uh, that's the monkey that they were all yelling at. That's good. Uh, well, it was more like the monkey was yelling at them, or or next to them. Judd was yelling at the monkey, you know, whatever, who cares. At Tribal Council, they talk about the challenge strength. Amy says that she is good to go. And then Brianna is voted out unanimously. You know, solid episode. What can, what can you say? How, what do you think? Who? Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot I asked you at the end of every episode in the off-season. Who are you rooting for at this point? Probably Stephanie. Fair. Who do you think is going to win, though? I don't know yet. That's fair. It's still only the third episode. A lot is yet to happen. Uh, This segment now, uh, now that we're done talking about Survivor, it is the segment called The Challenge Show. Thomas... Did you watch the challenge All-Stars 3 last night? Jake, I did not watch it. Okay. Well, first things first, I'll eat your brains. Second things second, uh, in the real world, Cam and Leroy had their baby. Uh, His name is Kingston, and he's very cute. And I'm going to send you a picture of him right now on Twitter.com. And you should look at it because he's a very cute baby. Uh, Meanwhile, I'll tell you in the actual show, Veronica broke her toe and had to leave the game. She broke her toe because she missed a couple of steps walking down some stairs in the house. You know? Yeah, you you can break your toe doing uh, very mundane things, as I found out uh, about two years ago. When did you break When it? I stubbed it on an elliptical bike. Hmm. That's why I only ride real bikes. I'm like the president. Riding bikes and not breaking toes. Yeah. Uh, Hers might have been worse than mine, though. Mine wasn't too bad. Well, yeah, she had to... Did TJ come to your house and be like, you have to leave? TJ was like, you're a pussy unless you play through this. And I was like, okay. TJ comes in and is like, you got to man up. I don't know. Maybe I'm just built different. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things where out of, out of precaution, uh, I asked to not be put... Uh, occasionally I'll, in my job, I'll get assigned to something where you have to walk around a lot. And I was like, eh, I probably shouldn't do that for a week or two. Yeah. And then by the time we got to it, I was like, I can do that. <laughs> um. Have you have you seen the picture of little Kingston yet? Spe- no, I speaking haven't. Of, speaking of people named Kingston, that's Cam and Leroy's baby's name. Uh, okay, so on the show, uh, All Stars 3, they played a game where they had to go up in a helicopter, memorize a puzzle, and jump in the water, and then recreate the puzzle from memory. Pretty pretty decent challenge. Janae and Mark won. They sent Derek and Kayla into elimination. They each called out Nehemiah and Kellyanne. And they had to play a variation of pole wrestle. But then we didn't get to see the elimination. Don't you love when they do that? I also love that. Oh, that's cute, baby. It's cute, baby. Uh, Thomas, you're on Twitter.com right now. If people wanted to follow you on Twitter.com, where would they do that? They can follow me at TomNotTom. 
Okay. I'm you, out here talking about basketball. I tweet you numbers about how David Roddy is a big jack guy and he looks like he got the super soldier serum. Oh yeah, what did you think of that uh that uh draft this week, huh? Oh, it was wonderful. The Pistons drafted two guys that I really like, so I'm very excited. That's exciting. I'm ve- we love Jaden Ivey and we love Jalen Duran. And also they drafted an Italian, so it's not all wins, but I hope that Jaden Ivey turns out to be like poisonous on the court, you know, and then we can call him Poison Ivy. Poison. Jake, what do you think the Ita- the name of the Italian guy that the uh, Pistons drafted is? Antonio Cesaro. Oh, he's Swiss. What he's are you talking Swiss. about? Antonio. Also, he's going to be wrestling. Uh, who's he wrestling tonight at Forbidden Door? Maybe. Supposedly. I think it's Zack Sabre Jr., who is a person I know by name only. I don't know. Oh, Zack Sabre Jr. is cool. Okay. Was he ever in the... He was a cool jacket, and he does a lot of submission holds. Oh, I love submission wrestling. Uh, that's uh, uh, I'm being sarcastic, but it is actually sometimes very compelling. Um, what were you talking about? Oh, I was going to ask you uh, what you think the... You said Antonio Cesaro. Oh, but, yeah. Um, the Italian basketball player's name. Antonio Ginobili. Okay. Uh, Antonio Mussolini. Okay, all right. Antonio Pizza Pie. Mario Pizzeria. Yeah, his name is Mario Pizzeria. <laughs> and I feel comfortable making that joke because, as we all know, you can't be racist against Italians. It's true. Uh, anyway, no, the uh, his his name is Gabriel Procida. <laughs> And when you say his last name, you have to do the fingers. You know the ones. You have to yeah. do the pizza man no, fingers. No, I'm, I'm familiar with Italians. Um, I've seen my cousin Vinny. I did almost call him my cousin Richie, which is, of course, the all Christina Richie remake of my cousin Vinny. Uh, there actually was there actually was another um, more Italian uh, player. Yeah, Mario. Let me, let me go find his name. There was there was a. Let me, let me find this really Mario quick. Pizzeria sounds like one of those like um, Japanese games, like default names for American sports athletes in like those yeah, baseball Mar- games. Well, Mario Pizzeria would be like a DS game that they made that you uh, or like a Wii game where you do motion controls and you like toss oh my a God. pizza. A motion control pizza place game. That sounds so fun. Is there a VR pizza tossing simulator? I feel like that would be very fun. Um, I will look it anyway, up while you look up Italian the, man's name. The Timberwolves drafted a guy from Italy named Matteo Spagnolo, which is also a very uh, Italian name. I found a game called Pizza Master VR on Steam, um, and it looks like exactly what you are describing. Action game, indie game, casual game, simulation, early access. I love all of that. All of that is my There's a shit. VR bartender simulator that also seems like it would be kind of fun. What? Because you can do all the cocktail stuff without worrying about, you know, if you break stuff, whatever. It's not yeah, real. It's not even real. Um, what is the game that they played, the bar game, where you have to slide the um, the beer to everybody at the bar? They play it in Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah. That arcade game. I don't remember what that's called. Uh, what if they did a VR version of that one? Yeah, that'd be cool. There is actually a VR bar fight game where you just go into a bar and uh, you can just hang out and not do anything as long as you want, but eventually you can like throw a beer at someone or hit them with a pool cue or something, and then you just get into a bunch of fights with everybody. Now you can also do that in real life, Eddie Kingston style. Yeah, you can do that for real. Uh, the consequences are a little more severe, but it's a little more realistic. Yeah. Uh, we are also on Instagram at The Only Survivor Podcast. Um, maybe um, we can do, do something with that. We have, a sh- we have a few shows on Patreon at patreon.com slash just podcast. Uh, I was up in, uh, in Michigan this week. We went out with some high school friends, and I tried to show one of them our great list of Patreon shows, and they did not scroll through my phone. So, Thomas, can you just give a quick shout-out to, to one that they may have missed? Because they're obviously listening. Um, yeah. I, yeah, boy, what would be a good one? Um, I'll say uh, 
did you watch football uh, this weekend or whatever it's called? What if we rebrand that one to did you watch sports last night? And we could just talk about did you whatever watch sports sport. Because I think that'd be good. Football's only on 18 weeks of the year or whatever, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I feel like it's a little limited. If we want to, if we want to, you know, if we have someone subscribing, we want to, we yeah. don't want to have an off season. Look, if you subscribe to one of our Patreons, we promise to put out shows every month uh, until you stop giving us money. As is the Patreon way. Um, so if you listen to Did You Watch Sports Last Night, Thomas will tell me all about sports. And I'll say, who's that? Is that Mario Pizzeria's friend? Yeah, this isn't the VR pizza boss or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, do you want to thank the fans here on at the end of the show? I would love to thank the listeners. Thank you so much for listening. But no. uh, this is... This podcast is made possible by Ooh. the lack of contributions from listeners like you. Um, <laughs> but it could be more possible if you gave us money. Look, if you think we're combative with you, it's only because you're not giving us money. It- yeah, I, we're do- I, yeah, I'm not being paid, so I'm going to be very rude. Look, we're not you here to money, do I'll emotional nice. labor for you, you know? Yeah. I Well, we, we will do emotional labor. We just need to be paid for it. Exactly. Uh, so what should people write uh, if they are going to write us a review? Uh, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all of the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. And then if you're reviewing on Spotify, you also say, uh, I look forward to seeing this at my Spotify wrapped. We'll also accept snail mail, um, but you have to find our own our addresses yourself. You have to find our addresses and also you have to send us a picture of uh, the artist's snail mail. Yeah, that is the only snail mail we'll accept. Or a record. I'll, I'd take a, a snail mail record in the snail mail. Yeah, if you want to send me uh, Valentine or uh, whatever the first one is called. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But well, e- Or even the EP. Fan. The EP that's got thinning out on it, which is good. You like snail mail? Name five songs. Uh, okay. Um, Beth Franklin, Valentine, uh, Heat Wave, Pristine... And, uh, uh, oh, see, fake fan uh, thinning out. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week with the fourth episode of Survivor Guatemala. So listen along. Uh, next week it is going to have to be a token teens Tuesday because I will be celebrating the greatest country in America next weekend and I will be in a different state. So, <laughs> and it's going to be hanging out with Jonathan in Alabama. That's, that's right. Yeah. Did I tell you I was going to Alabama? What did you just guess? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. I was going to be like, whoa, what a coincidence. Yeah, you said you were going to go hang out with Jonathan. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. I said Jonathan. That's why. Talk about, well, oh, oops, all 90s babies. That can be a simulated season we do. And it could that be, be like pretty good. millennial 90s babies versus Zoomers 90s babies. And that's like Marianne. We're going to get that eventually. Oh, wait, Marianne They're was born in the it. 2000s. When was Marianne born? The 2000s? I would say she's probably still a 90s baby. Marianne Oketch was born in 1998. So she's close, but not quite a 2000s baby. Yes. Uh, her birthday is January 1st, um, which may or may not be scientifically accurate. Uh, I believe they, if they don't have... Biblically accurate Marianne birthday. <laughs> Uh, I think because the, she was an immigrant, they just gave her uh, that birthday. I, I knew, like, an old coworker had a similar situation um, where she was not born in, the, in this country and then immigrated here. And they were like, your birthday is Ju- January 1st now. And they're like, okay. Yeah, if they don't have one on record or whatever. I guess so. Anyway, um, that's cool stuff. That's cool stuff. And uh, it's been a great Guatemala gun day. Never mind. Not going to try that again. Um, anyway, have a great summer. Deuces. Restless tonight, because I wasted the light. Between both these times, I drew a really thin line. It's nothing I planned. Not that I can But you should be mine Across that line If I traded it all 
If I gave it all away for one thing And just for one thing If I sorted it out If I knew all about So I met Blue from Blue's Clues yesterday Big deal very exciting. First celebrity I've seen in a long time. First celebrity I've met. Um, it was great. That's all I have to say. About yeah, Blue. that's pretty cool. I mean, it's not as cool as if you were, uh, you know, standing mere inches away from the Shrek Oscar, but I guess it's cool that you met Blue. Your thing's cool too. Yeah, well, it was a real, it was a real dog. It was a real big dog. Yeah, it was um, a real Oscar. Yeah, but it wasn't a real Shrek. I'm sorry that you, you don't, don't think. I'm sorry that you don't think that Shrek uh, winning the first Best Animated Series Oscar is unimportant. Uh, but you know, I guess a, a kid show character—that's that's real. That's where your priorities lie, not history. Okay. Well, here's my question: um, How many Oscars have there been? That was the first one. That was the first one. That was that the first category. Oscar. Oh, in that category. Okay, but it's still the same statue. There are only, I don't know, a hundred some Oscars, right? I think only, there's several hundred. There's quite a few Oscars, honestly. There's more Oscars. Oscars are as bountiful as onions, you might say, since you love Shrek so much. Blue, there's only been the one, I'm pretty sure. You don't know and that. And he, he came to the house I was in yesterday. She, excuse me, Blue is a girl. Do you think that Blue... Is like okay, so I, I watched uh, the Jet Li movie The One yesterday, and okay. uh, do you think that Blue's Clues is like a because the plot of The One is that uh, Jet, Jet Li was on the multiverse thing pretty early, um, mm. but there's like a multiverse like time police force basically, and Jason Statham is one of is one of them, and he has hair, so it's an alternate universe where Jason Statham has hair. Right. And uh, the the way that it works is there's like 125 jet leaves and they show them and they all have like different hair. So they, they have a lot of good jokes with that where it's like, this jet leaf's got dreadlocks, this jet leaf's got blonde hair. And uh, but what happens is when uh, as they die off, there's like a set number of power that's distributed between all of the different multiverse jet leaves. And as they die off, the power is distributed among fewer and fewer people. So one of them, U-Law, uh, starts killing all of the other ones. And so the basically, uh, normal Jet Li is the last one that he has to kill and doesn't realize how powerful he is until they fight. Do you think that maybe there's a similar situation with Blue, where like there were 125 Blues, but then one of the Blues was evil and started killing all of the other Blues? Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Smarten up, probes. Well, I'm, I'm looking here, Thomas, and it looks like Blue has only ever been played by one person, so there is actually one Blue, so my thing is more interesting than yours. So that Blue is the most powerful. That Blue is the most powerful. 